Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Guys, I've got a deal for you. So I've been asked time and time again about how I get my skin to look basically like suede, uh, vegan suede, right? So I have this little secret that basically I'm going to keep a secret no longer. I have been using this product called Amina Adem Skincare. Um, I first met Amina, she gave me a facial and basically had been making this facial oils and these amazing cleansers from basically plants, essential oils, real stuff, no fillers. I've been using it constantly. I'm 32, guys, lines. I don't really see them. Um, Not only with that, about the essential oils, they have like, Basically, the connection with nature that they really, really counteract free radicals and damage around you. I absolutely love the ultra-nourishing face oil. I started using it after a pretty, pretty, I mean, that word, that's actually a cool word, pretty radically dry spell um, flushed my complexion. Guys, I was lost and then... With only one pea-sized drop of the oil twice a day, voila, my skin was supple and nourished without any greasy residue aftermath. I love that. The scent is aromatic, but it's not overpowering. It complements your own personal scents nicely as well. I often at times pair the oil with the ultra-hydrating serum and the nourishing eye cream. Again, as I said before, I'm in my early 30s. I'm a business owner and I'm frequently outdoors in the sunshine. I'm like a plant. And we all know the ever so changing elements, not to forget the pollution in the air and just around us and all of the like Earth's properties can really do harm on our skin. But I am a true believer that these oils and serums are the best way to prevent and turn back time. I um continue to stock up as much as possible and I continue oh my gosh I kind of have freakouts when I'm almost out I continue to um you know use this until I'm hopefully above 100 100 years old 
How long am I going to live till? I don't know. But guys, I want to share this secret with you, and I want to give you a deal. So you can order off of aminaadem.com. I'll put all of this in the show notes. A-M-I-N-A-A-D-E-M.com. And if you enter code JBH10, you will get 10% off of your entire purchase. How about that? Go after it. Get some clear skin, start using it, and let me know exactly what you think. I can't wait to get you on this bandwagon. Let me know what you get. All right, that's JBH10. On this episode number 99 of the Just Being Honest podcast, I conduct an intimate, intuitive session paired with an emotional reality a time of life or perhaps the year when loneliness creeps and looms about every corner. The questions come about, are you happy? Do you feel loved, worthy, perhaps wanted, needed? Are you comfortable? What's really going on? The questions of self-worth, perhaps that's what's looming about every corner that you step upon. Are you longing for a relationship? Are you staying in something that is not serving you nor your highest potential? Are you in a toxic or abusive space? I invite you to listen here and to listen with an open heart. This woman that I have on the show today, this woman is a woman of honor. This is Allie, an episode that meets a story of vigor and strength, a questionable relationship that stemmed from manipulation. It's a raw conversation of how one woman escaped her abusive husband in order to cultivate a path for her daughter's future. She found the light. She found the light upon the darkest of hours. So how did she find it? Here's how. Please note that this episode at times is graphic and contains explicit language. I highly suggest that if you feel that you may be triggered at any moment, please do the honor for yourself and the gift to yourself to fast forward. Also, if you personally or you know of anyone in a similar situation, please seek help immediately. You are not alone and you do have support. So... On with the show. Turn up the volume, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Just Being Honest podcast. We're starting right now. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB. And this is the Just Being Honest podcast, your health, nutrition, and lifestyle designer. Okay, I want to say we are at episode... 99. Oh my gosh, we have come this far. Um, 99, closing out on 2019. How appropriate. So my subject for today is, many of you may know when you're listening to this, um, it's the holidays. You know, love is in the air. Lights are twinkling. The smell of autumn spice candles are around you. You just want to get cozy. You want to cuddle. Wait, but some of you 
might be alone. Some of you might not have a significant other. Some of you might even not have like a family that you can call family, you know, blood family, what have you. You know, me personally, I have family that doesn't live near. So a lot of my friends are my family. But this is the time of year where, you know, the lonesomeness comes or perhaps you're questioning many different things. Should I be in a relationship? Should I rush and just try to find a relationship? You know, or should I stay in this relationship? Should I break up? What have you? Okay, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I wonder actually, you know, what the statistics are for dating apps during this time of the year. But that brings me to my guest, not the dating apps, but just to my next guest. We're gonna have a little girl talk today with my gal pal, Allie here. She has an amazing story to share as well because not only is this a joyful time of the year, it does bring back a lot of memories of just, you know, where you should be, you know, decisions that are probably, I wanna say vital to life during this time of the year. Um, we're going to talk also about some struggles in relationships and some toxic relationships, perhaps abuse, all right? Mental, physical, emotional, you know, um, it's all reality. So that's why we're just going to be a little honest today, a little serious during this time of the year. But, uh, without further ado, I want to welcome Allie to the JVH podcast. Hi. Hi. So, Allie, what other podcasts have you been on? I was on one of the Death Squad podcasts called Dysentery. Okay. Or Dysentery. Dysentery. Dysentery, Dys- which is like some gross disease. Name. Oh, yummy. I don't know why he named his podcast that, oh. but I was on that one. And, and what were you we talking about on that? Um, everything Under the Sun. With, I was on with Tiffany Haddish and my friend Red Van, and it was just a weird, the night got weird. And then that got weird. And then I used to work for a company that did something called Battle Cam, which is kind of like people can cam up and stream with each other and chat, but it's just a bunch of crazy people chatting and talking with each other. And we would host live shows, kind of like a visual podcast, like with a camera kind of thing. A vlog. Not really a vlog, but it was like in a studio. Mm -hmm. And people were like tuning in and listening, but you could see the hosts Mm -hmm. and kind of interact with them too. Mm, cool, cool. So, um, Allie and I are newfound friends, and I just know, like, when I meet people, no matter who they are, like, I'll know, like, in an instance, whether we have something in common, you know, like, just from eyesight. Like, and so when I first met you, we clicked, like, immediately, and I was like, okay, this girl, like, she's on my team for sure. Um, and she, I know more about your personal story than you <laughs> might know about my personal stories, but I know that we do have a lot of, like, personal connections that are similar, but what I want to kind of like jump out here is like the holidays, the holidays. So like, tell us, you are newly engaged. I am. Correct. So tell us about your relationship right now. Because guys, we're talking about relationships. Tell us like how you met him. Um, Well, you were talking about earlier. We actually met met on a dating app. You did. Yeah. Which one? Bumble. Can you tell us like the whole process of this? Because I have another girlfriend who actually, I had met her. When I was traveling abroad, and I was on a deserted island in Thailand, and she was on her, her honeymoon then, um, but she's not with that guy anymore. I didn't be on a deserted island by myself and on a and, No, but we had really connected, and she met her new husband now um, 
on Bumble as well. And it's kind of like one of those spur of the moment. Was it a spur of the moment occurrence or were you kind of searching? No, I was not searching. I had gotten divorced. Well, I actually even technically technically wasn't divorced even at the time. Okay. I had moved, separated from my ex when my daughter was two months old and I moved okay. up to Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And... I had been, until she was 10, I met him when I was, she was 10 months old. So for eight months, it was me and a tiny baby. And it was like, all my, all of a sudden I was like, I just need an adult to talk to besides yeah. my mother, which who I love talking to, but like, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. And all my friends were like, you need to get out and meet people. And I was like, I'm raising a baby on my own. I can't go out late at night. Like, am I supposed to take a baby monitor? Like, no, yeah. I can't. You know, and I don't really want to go out and meet anybody after getting out of the relationship that I was in. Yeah. Um, and so my friends were like, just get on a dating app. So I was like, all right, I'll see what's out there. I tried the Tinder, never met anybody, didn't even go on a date with anybody. Mm-hmm. I was always like, no, 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 no. And then I tried Bumble. And again, was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, maybe yes. And I was like, just start doing it, you, you bitch. <laughs> just start <laughs> swiping on people. <laughs> So I finally swiped on a couple people and then I got like some met or, you know, like you've matched. And then I, I deleted the whole app and I was like, I can't do this. And my friend is like, why are you deleting it? You have to just meet somebody. And I was like, I don't know what to say. If I'm the one that has to start the conversation, like, I don't know what to say. She's like, you say hello. That's it. And I was like, fine, I'll try it again. So I got on, tried again. And that's when I met Adam and he was the first person I talked to. I deleted the app. After, I gave him my phone number, like, after a couple of days of talking on the app. And after I gave my phone number, I was like, this is so weird, and I deleted the app. And he said that he went back, and he, like, tried to go in there, and he's like, oh, my God, she blocked me. But I had her phone number, so he, like, messaged me. And uh, so I guess he's my one-hit wonder on dating apps. Oh, the one-hit wonder. <laughs> and we talked for about two or three weeks online, and we had FaceTime because I was like, if I'm going to at the end of the day, I have to invite this guy into my house because I can't really go on a date because I have nobody to watch my daughter. Mm-hmm. So we talked and FaceTimed for a couple weeks and I was like, okay, he seems normal, right? Everybody seems normal in the beginning. And he came over and we talked all night until the morning and the next morning I was like, okay, you got to get out of my house. Like this is ah, too much. Yeah. Get out. And he just kept trying and I kept trying to like deny him. And I kept being like, no, I can't. I'm too busy. Oh, I can't. I can't. So, but every Friday for like a month we hung out. And then after probably like the fourth date, I was like, oh God, he's perfect. He's exactly like if I could write up everything, it was him. Because he kept trying. He kept trying and he just, I always like made a stupid list, you know, that was so unattainable for anybody that I was like, he can be athletic, but then he has to go to work and wear a suit. And here he is. He does this, you know, like it's like, um, I'd rather have like, I made it like such a weird list and it was like everything that he was, is. You manifested it. I would like, have you ever done human design? No. I would like to know. So it's like certain people, it's basically what your soul is born to be. So like I'm a projector. Some people are generators, manifesting generators. There's like five different types. So some people are easily like some, like projectors are supposed to be, supposed to wait to be asked to do something. Because if not, it creates, like, it's an automatic no. So, like, I'm supposed to be invited to, like, you know, go on a vacation or 
or apply for this or that or, you know, move here. Yeah. Like, there has to be some certain sign or something. Manifesting generous can actually think it, manifest it, and it's like, think it'll happen. I don't know. I manifest a million dollars every day and I don't see it. So, maybe you're <laughs> is, a pro- is it coming? I don't know. Maybe you're a projector. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from that, I want to jump back and ask about your upbringing. Like, like, how were you raised? Where were you raised? What was that lifestyle like? You know, your family dynamics, what have you. So I was born in Santa Barbara mm. at the hospital that my fiance works at now. Mm. And uh, Coming full circle. Yes, I was born in Carpinteria. My parents still live in the house that I was brought home to. And But when I was two years old, my parents, my dad's job got moved up to the East Bay of San Francisco. So we moved up there, but then every holiday, every spring break, every day of summer was spent in Santa Barbara. And so it was back and forth. My dad traveled a lot for work. Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. I mean, it was pretty normal. Like, I grew up in a town where, up in the Bay Area, where I would, I mean, everybody drove brand new BMWs. Mm -hmm. Not me, but (laughs) every other kid. And, you know, we were raised in private communities, at country clubs. It was, Mm -hmm. that was just like the normal, that's what I thought life was for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have an older sister, but she lives in Australia now. And how do you guys get along? Oh, now we get along really well. Really well? Yeah. Yeah. When we were younger, of course, it's like I'm the annoying little sister. Mm-hmm. Trying to bug her all the time, but we get along oh, really well. She lives in Australia. Gosh. Yeah. Well, okay, because I want to ask that because I always like to see kind of like how the interactions, like were you rebellious or what have you? Oh, God. my I was so rebellious. Okay. I've been, I've done everything under the sun and been caught doing everything under the sun and... If they always, if what they say is true and your kids are payback for what you did to your parents, I'm screwed. Oh, shiz. Yeah. Completely. Be- because I already see a little girl drawing on the walls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your little child. Uh-oh. Patience. Yeah. Well, maybe you should start teaching her meditation <coughs> or something. That would be really great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so jumping into that, jumping into, like, you know, this time of the year, talking about dating scene and what have you, I want to jump back into, because this is kind of also what I wanted to share your story about. So you have Adam now. Mm-hmm. It was like a blessing, just a blessing in the disguise of Bumble. Yeah. Right? And he's wh- like, he's... whoever, whatever friend, whatever friend that was that um, had in, or made you do that app. Yeah. That's just like. Yes. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Shout out, Michelle. Um, but what I want to jump into is that um, along the way, you had met another man. And who is actually the father of your beautiful little girl. Yes. Um, who's now two. Mm-hmm. Correct. Terrible twos. Yeah. So you got <laughs> a little angel out of, well, I'll go just say a gremlin. You got an angel <laughs> yeah. out of a gremlin. Um, and I want to kind of jump back into, like, first off, how did you meet him? Were you still in a, a phase of your life where, like, you were still a little rebellious? Yeah, totally. Okay. So I think I was kind of up until I met him. Adam. No, until I met um, my daughter's dad. Okay. (laughs) And I have kind of a theory on that. Like, that could be... I want you to kind of tell the story about him, how you met him. And um, and you can give as much or as little detail as you want. But I want to kind of... I want the life cycle of the relationship. And I want... To kind of tell you that what I think of that is that every person that you meet is a direct reflection of of some part of you. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Or something you need to work on or something that is basically like the higher power is whatever you believe in is trying to show you, you know, you need to work on, you need to release, you need to let go, release, let go, release, let go, you know, get away from a certain pattern in your life. So how did you meet him? Please say not a dating app. No, definitely not a dating app. I was working in Beverly Hills at the time and my job was super laid back. So in the middle of the day, I decided to go get my haircut. <laughs> and I was at the salon next door and he was he came in and was, knew some of the people that worked there. And um, we just started talking because um, when you look at him, you can tell what he does for a job, which is UFC. Um, and yeah, so he's an MMA fighter and... We just started talking about that because I was I love MMA. I love to watch UFC. I love to watch Bellator. I love all that stuff. Wow. Um, and so we just started talking, and then he asked for my number, and we just started chatting back and forth. And he did everything that any girl, especially in LA, would love to have happen. Like, oh, here's this poem. Here's this whole poem about like, oh my gosh, are you the one that I've been searching my entire life for? You know, mm-hmm. and like calling me and making the time and like, oh, I want to take you out on a date and like really making the effort, which as you know, living in LA, that's very hard to come by. Somebody that actually makes the effort. Most guys are kind of into themselves and they want to see you on their terms, but mm-hmm. finally somebody's making an effort. And, uh, yeah, now I look back and I should have just left it at hello, but now I have a great daughter out of it. So, and you, but you didn't know what was going to come out of it. So, no. so you dated him for how long? We dated for like four and a half months. You dated for four and a half months until he popped a question. Yeah, we were in Vegas. You were in Vegas. Wait, did you get married in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. Like at two in the morning. No, wait, hold on. We had like some lady, we like knocked on the door of like this chapel. Of course, we had been drinking and some lady married us in her bathrobe. In a place with like fake flowers, and then you went home, mom, dad. I'm, I'm. Married. I told my mom, and my mom was like, Jeez. "You fucking didn't." And I was like, "But we didn't turn in the paperwork, so technically it was just like I did a pretend wedding, like you do when you're a kid." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then did you turn in the paperwork? Not until like you sobered months, up. Months, months, months. <laughs> yeah, months, 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 months later. Because you probably got questioned, like, is this really what you want to do, right? No? Yeah. Not really. I don't know why we didn't turn the paperwork. It just We just didn't. And it was like, oh, well, we're married anyways. So that's a sign. Yeah. So oh, my God. There's so many. If you go back to day one, there's so many red flags. And I'm like, let's, let's listen to the, I, want, I want to hear the red flags. <clears throat> I want to hear the red flags. And I want to, like, kind of, like, disclose and preempt this, that this is not a warning sign for probably everyone, but... There could be clear signs of this, and I know I've had similar. Because there's some signs that signs. Like, are definitely red signs in every relationship, or red flags in every relationship. But you have to pick and choose which ones you're gonna deal with and work through. And I you guess. thought, well, maybe this is normal, right? Yeah. Sometimes people are really good at convincing you, otherwise, of what your brain's telling you. Manipulation. Completely. So, can I ask some of the signs? What were some of the signs? Um, I think a new. Th- a big thing in like our day and age is like say Instagram mm. or any of that when you are dating someone and you never post about them. Mm. I think that's really kind of sketchy. I think so too. 
Like oh, you can post like you're at things where I am, but you're not going to say who you're with. Yeah. Or even like want to take a picture with them. Yeah. I mean, like, like, oh my God, we just fake got married and you're not going to, and we don't really say anything about it. To fake anybody. got married. Fake, <laughs> fake real got married. Yeah. Interesting. Now, did you meet any of his friends, family? And I think another red flag is when you live with your um, ex's parents. That was the, something I l- overlooked. He lived hmm. with his ex-girlfriend's parents. Interesting. So, was he in a relationship while he was dating you? I did not believe that in the beginning to find out later that I'm pretty sure he was. Was he, he wasn't married though? No. Okay. Um, and again, you can like not answer. I yeah. No, there's things like I was told like, oh no, I'm single. And then I like later down the road found text messages during the time that we were dating and I'm like, you're not acting, not acting single. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not acting like you're with somebody. So, can I ask you, when was his birthday? What was his sign? I honestly, I like, cannot remember when his birthday was. So you numbed it out completely. Oh, I have two years of my life of like going on vacations and doing things, and it's like me doing it by myself. Because, ah, uh, mm, uh, this is where we connect. Okay, this is where we connect right here, right now. Exact same thing happened with me. Exact same thing happened with me. Those two years that I was in it, self-identity out the window. You don't know who you are. You're doing exactly what he wants, what have you. I have friends now that, like, came to me and, like, wrote letters when I was going through my divorce in case he tried to take me to court that was like, Allie started out kind of, this is how she was. And slowly, once she was with him, she wasn't that person. Mm -hmm. Like, even as stupid as, like, I used to get eyelash extensions, right? And he was Mm -hmm. like, I don't like those. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no. I don't get those anymore because he doesn't like them. Hmm. You know, like dumb, stupid things where it's like, oh, if he doesn't like that, well, I'll change that. You don't like all my friends, I'll delete them all from Instagram. Hmm. You don't want me to see these people, I won't see them. So it started off with a lot of uh, mind games, manipulation um, of who you thought you were, should be. Um, Maybe some words planted in your brain about... Like, yeah, like was there a, what's a trigger? Was there a trigger word that that he often said to you? Not really. No. Yeah. So I want to jump into that. So it started off with mind games, manipulation, or just and just being led to believe that everything was one way. When like later down the road, I find out like sleeping with other people while you're with me, or at least mm-hmm. even having conversations about sleeping with other people while you're dating someone. Yeah. Conversations. Yeah. So let me ask you. So he's, (laughs) okay. Obviously he's out of your life. He is a, basically just some instance, right? Some Mm -hmm. instance. Um, and direct reflection of your, I, I would say of some of your rebellion, right? It, it, it was, um, and I don't want to be harsh, but, but that, that shining light that said, Allie, you know, this is your time to like really stand up and be your own. Finally, let's do this. Finally, let's be your own. Let's take, you know, accountability for yourself. You're beautiful. Like, so, like, I look at you the first time I met you. I was like, no, stop it. It's I was Botox. Like, no, <laughs> no, but I was like, beautiful. Like, your features, gorgeous. Oh, thank you. And you know what? Like, that only radiates, I don't care if you say I do Botox, what have you. <laughs> radiates from the inside and you've got that core within you 
You know, mm-hmm. you've got it a hundred percent. You just need to like really like sit with yourself and just realize like that happened. Like it really let it go. That happened, but that does not define me. A thousand percent does not define me. I think it's been there we go, water work. I think it's it been go. years of it's been like two years since I left and it's been trying to get myself back to uh, the person I was before and getting all those like toxic words kind of and things that somebody says about you like out of your head like being told like you'll never find anybody you know like okay you know and just like being told you're a piece of shit and you're a fucking bitch and you're a cunt all day long Mm -hmm. and finally being able to like get away from that and not be thinking like oh I am a bitch or like I am I'm the one that's causing all this like and realizing it's it's not you and just trying to fix that over like years so let me let me kind of like jump back to high school what was your I hate to say status what was your where did you stand in high school was there did you find that there was a point in your life that made you become more rebellious that made you kind of um, because I want to know what attracted this guy into your life like what attracted him? Sure, like it was. I don't a, know. It was a great conversation, but was there something? Did someone say something to you? Was there some sort of revenge that you're trying to get on someone? No, I'm not a vengeful person. Like even going through divorce, I've never really tried to screw. I, I mean, no, I can. I've see tried that. to do what's best for my daughter, but I've never tried to screw him over. But I can see that you. I'm telling you, like from your soul, and this is why I'm here. Like you were born exactly the way that your soul was meant to be it wasn't until later in life someone tried to say ali do this try this why aren't you doing this career no you're so good at this or don't act that way in public you know or this that 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 you're like what am i what what am i supposed to do what should i try you know perhaps it was a past employer you know what have you and then it becomes routine and you're used to a certain dysfunctional thought, action, and you don't realize that that's uncomfortable. God, what a PG word. Uncomfortable until it becomes too much. Yeah. Absolutely too much. But again, the psychological aspect of it, you know, the words, mm-hmm. I can still see a little bit at times, you know, you do put yourself down a little bit and it does not need to happen. You need to have, I'm going to try to like retrain your brain here, (laughs) but hope, constant hope and realize that words create obstacles. Mm -hmm. You see it within everything. I mean, let's use like a a running race, for instance. So many people like, you're like, I'm a runner. I could never run a marathon. Look how many people run marathons. You can do it where there's a will. There's a way. Yeah. Who said that? Like Tupac or something? But <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. You know? Yeah. So like retraining that brain. This happened. So you have to be super mindful that the words that you speak. I honestly think my brain had to get like turned off for those two years. And I had to go through all that to get my daughter. Because she is light. She is the happy. Like everybody's comment about her is like, she is the happiest baby in the world. Like, she's smiling, laughing, 
She's so sweet. She's so smart. She's awesome. Like, but I wouldn't have had her if I didn't need an asshole, you know? So it's like, even my mom was like, I'm shocked she came out normal. Like, because of what I was going through when I was pregnant with her was so awful that like, my par- yeah, because you know, like they say that they can feel everything and hear everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. I notice now she, she will, if you like, just kind of not yell at her, but like, like Scarlett, no, like kind of something like that, like that, she'll be like, and she'll like almost start crying. And you're like, yeah. I was just telling you like not to touch the stove. Like, you know what? Like, but it's like when you snap it, like when she gets kind of startled. I'm like, probably because she was hearing so much crap when she, I was pregnant with when her. When was she born? October 11th. October 11th. Okay. So she's a Libra, heart mm-hmm. and heart. She needs balance. Yeah. So much balance. Um, you know, and there's something about a Libra that is, Libras give, give, give too. <laughs> My fiance is a Libra. Yeah. Libras give, give, give. What's his birthday? September 28th. September 28th. So he's almost on the cusp a little bit. Actually, I think that's... No, I thought that was my grandma's. Anyways, um, but anyways, beyond that is, you know, getting something so beautiful out of so something so disgusting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was showing me... Allie was showing me um, her tattoo of the lotus. And I had asked her when I had first met you... Um, I asked if you did yoga and you're like, well, I used to. And I said, well, I noticed your Lotus mm-hmm. and I know the meaning of the Lotus because the Lotus is something very dear to my heart because when I went through my trauma, I threw myself over to Bali in Southeast Asia for oh, three months and you learn over there what exactly the Lotus means. And it's the most beautiful thing that can evolve and grow from the muddiest of waters. Yeah, Definitely. So that's, it's like, you know, the phoenix rising from the fire, you know, and Scarlet, when you told me her name was Scarlet and I knew about your, I mean, I'm getting chills right now. I just <laughs> think of like, I don't know the exact meaning. Do you know the meaning of the name Scarlet? Well, it's the color red. The color red. Um, but I was just thinking Scarlet, 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 Scarlet. She will like fall, she'll like run and fall and like smash her head. She was like, when she was like learning to walk, she was like covered in like little scars like all over her like I was like oh my god my daughter's gonna look like Edward Scissorhands by the end of this like she has little cuts all over her and it's so funny that like her name's Scarlett and she's a tough ass and always always covered in like bruises and so what I want to say about Scarlett is that as I mentioned before we were born the way our soul was supposed to be so you having Scarlett in this world she is a piece of you Mm -hmm. she is your I would say your guardian she uh, is your bravery. I mean, she was the reason I was able to walk out of a relationship that wasn't good. So I want to, since we kind of took a break of that, I want to kind of jump back into the relationship and we'll kind of jump back and forth and back and forth. So back into the relationship, you had gone through verbal manipulation, uh, almost a brainwashing. The brain does naturally numb itself for protection. It's like an inflammatory state. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't remember when my parents got divorced. It was everything's foggy. I don't remember years. You know, when I went through my trauma, everything was kind of like, uh, I don't, what, what year was that? Like, did that really happen? It's almost like, did that really happen? You know, did I even know that person? Did oh. I know that person? Was I even in existence? And like, I look was back I and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Like, yeah, was I there? Was I like wearing like an astronaut like helmet on my head that I was like 
fogged out from everything? Like, what was going on? Like, yeah. it's not me. And it's, it's like so it, weird. Wasn't it, doesn't it seem like it was just one day, almost? Like, because yeah. that's all you can remember. Yeah. It was just only one day. Oh, we had this dinner. That's all. You know, what yeah, have you. It's weird. So, beyond that, so he did verbal manipulation. And then how far into it, like, what happened beyond there? Did he get physically abusive? Yes. So, did, was that, was he a drinker? No. He wasn't a drinker. He didn't do steroids. He didn't even, like, do any kind of drug. He didn't, barely even took pain medication if he, like, hurt himself. So, he had a chance, an anger issue? Anger. I think so. And so, how long did this happen? Was there one form of physical abuse that he did? Or was it this... Uh, well, he trained like, UFC fighters to, like, some of the top UFC fighters to learn how to beat the shit out of other people. So, okay. I can only imagine the stuff that was done. Okay, so pretty bad stuff. Um, and I won't make you explain it because I know that all that's probably a huge trigger. But beyond that, how long did that last until you told someone? Did you keep it a secret? I didn't. Yeah. I told, I told some friends about, like, when I had, like, found letters and I found text messages and I found pictures of things that he of him with other people or with people he's like I don't even know who that person is and then like later I'd find like a photo a 20 20 page handwritten letter from this person and I'm like you don't know who this person is and like that was about like six months into our relationship or something like that. And then people wrote letters back then. Yeah, right? <laughs> who, who has time to write like a 30 page handwritten letter? Not me. Or let alone read it. But, um, you know, and for a while I was like, fuck all these girls. Like, you know, getting like really mad. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, these girls are being lied to just the same way I am. It's not their fault. Mm -hmm. It takes, I mean, it takes you to tango. If you know somebody's in a relationship, you probably shouldn't sleep with their significant other or sleep with them. But like, if I feel like a lot of people have that mindset, if, if somebody's going to cheat, they're going to cheat, whether it's with me or with somebody else. So, mm -hmm. so let me ask you, so you kept it, you kept it inside because obviously you felt, because it's so not me. I'm totally like the type of person, like if anybody told me like I'm in a relationship and I'm like, they call me a piece of shit and they've hit me, I would be like, what are you doing in that relationship? What are you doing? But what did you feel at that time? I mean, obviously hurt, but did you feel embarrassed? I was, I had been married before him. So yeah. I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, just for, it was quick. It was, it, he was a sweetheart. It was, yeah. we were just young and got married. And then I realized maybe this isn't what I want to do for my life. Um, but that was like a queen, clean and easy break where, you know, this one we have the kids, so it's not as easy. But, um, yeah, I kind of forget where I was going with that. <laughs> What did you feel um, during that time of physical abuse, and why didn't you tell anyone? What What would you? Because it was always think? kind of told that it's my fault. Like I have, like you're being like, punished. Not even like I was being punished, but like you know, kind of one of the times, like say I was in the bathroom and I was trying to get out, so I had to push him to physically like get out of the way, and I got punched in the face hmm. when I was pregnant, hmm. and it's like. I don't think a shove to push somebody out of the way, you know, to like get away from me, stop cornering me in a bathroom deserves being punched in the face. But then I was like, well, maybe it's my fault. And, you know, I go to work the next day. Everybody's like, what's up with your face? And I was like, oh, we were just like wrestling, you know, just joking around and I bonked my face and 
the table, you know, where everybody's like, okay, sure. So then more bruises started to come? Um, it wasn't like all the time. Like it wasn't like every day. Like there were like good days, of course, but there was definitely like the bad days. Mm-hmm. Like he like lost his shit <laughs> on me when I was there. How was your sleep during this time? It was fine. I was able to just kind of like push it all aside. Did you do anything to numb it? Mm-mm. You just lived with it. And you did you talk about it after it happened? And how did he how um, did he um, reciprocate the cycle of I mean he was always like, if you're gonna hit me, I'm gonna hit you. And I'm like, I don't think shoving is the same thing as hitting someone. So obviously the communication. And I'm, sh- I'm, off. Pr- I'm sorry, but like my even say even if I did wind up and punch him across the face, if you do that for your living, you can probably take it from a girl than if you're getting punched in the face from a man and you're a girl. So let me ask you, did he come back around after he did that and lovey-dovey-dovey you? Not much lovey-lovey-dovey me, did but you just... Did say I'm sorry? Oh, no. So it just kept going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And the place that you were living together, the energy must have been pretty damp and low. I do not know how a neighbor never called the police on us. The volume was probably pretty pretty yeah. loud. Yeah. So, so how, then I would have to sometimes like yell back because I'm like I have to defend myself some way. I'm not just gonna let myself get walked all over. Now, can I ask you kind of an interesting question, and you can answer or not? But did the physical happen when you told him you were pregnant? No, it started before. Okay, a little bit before. Um. So, but beyond that, how long were you with them until? And I want to hear the story about when you decided it was time to go, that you escaped this. Yes, we were together for about like two years and two months by the time I left. Total. You were you were together for two months? Two years and two months. Oh, two years and two months. Yeah. I was like, what? And that's like from like when we first met until I left. Got it. House. And when did you guys move in together? Um, Right at like January after we got like... We got married in, like, December, so in January, because I was like, well... And that was after four months? Yeah. Yeah, got it. And I moved 30 minutes further from my work. I lived, moved out of the town that I lived in, you know, like all my friends were at. And did, it, did anyone know this was happening? Uh-uh. I had so many friends that came out afterwards that were, like, in tears, and they were like, I am so sorry if I would have known, if I just would have known. And I was like, well, I didn't tell anybody, so... Yeah, obviously. I mean... But it's so weird, because that's not... That's not what I would do if anybody came to me and said that that was going on. I'd be like, what are you doing? Run, 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 run and hold their hand and help them get out of there. So energetically, um, like with the adrenals, it's that fight flight. And the other one that people don't know is freeze. And so you were at the frozen standpoint, you were like, like literally your life was frozen. You didn't know what's going on. Also like, you're like, I'm pregnant and what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? And I've been married before, and if I leave this one, everybody's going to be like, oh my God. Exactly. You're married twice. Ah. again. Yeah. So, what I like to tell people also is that in this life, all you have to do is every day when you wake up, your only goal is to say, what is going to make my soul the happiest today? Yeah. Whether that is like buying a new toothbrush, what have you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, buying a basil plant, uh, getting a cup of tea, like... What is going to make your soul happiest today? The other thing I like to tell people is you have no one to impress in this life except yourself. Your opinions don't pay my bills, so I don't care. <laughs> yes, you got it, sister. And the other thing is whatever the 
however you treat yourself on a daily basis is how people are going to treat you. Yeah. And that's why that whole thing. And that's why I think I found the best guy in the world ever right now is because like I was totally fine being by myself. It was about me and my daughter. I wasn't looking for anybody. Mm -hmm. And then here comes this amazing guy. Like he seriously is all my friends, even my friends that are like, I have friends that have been porn stars. I have friends that have been strippers. I have friends that are and CEOs. Some of, some of the smartest. I mean, look at, what's her face? Cardi B. She's a pretty yeah. smart businesswoman, if you think about it. Yeah. And I see all these women over here that are like, you know, even some of my friends are like, fuck men. Men are pieces of shit. All of them suck. Fuck them all. And I was even getting to that point where I was like, screw every guy out there. And you're like, maybe I should become a lesbian. And I met him. And even all of my friends that... You know, one of my friends that's a stripper and used to be a porn star, she's like, hates men. And she's like, does he have a clone? I want, <laughs> I love him. Like, you cannot ruin, like, you have to stay with him forever. Like, he's amazing. He's the best person on the planet. Friends. And he I, really is. He's I, so great. I have friends like that that I'm like, does he have a brother? You know, yeah. like, I know, everybody's like, like he's a twin. I'm like, can we clone him? Can, does he have a brother? Does he have, like, anything? Like, we all want him. I'm like, no, he's mine. Get away. Ah. But I want to, <laughs> I want to ask about this. So, okay. I want to, before we get into joy, I hate to bring back the sorrow, no, bring back the sorrow. but sorrow. I want to, I want people, cause I want people to hear this there. I know so many people can relate to your story right now and we're just totally skimming the ice of the iceberg or whatever, whatever we're skating on. Um, but I want to know, I want to know that time that you were like, I have to get out. Uh, yeah. So he, you know, my daughter was two months old. And when you see this tiny little person, you're like, I have to take care of you. Like, shit. You know, like, I don't want you to have a shitty life. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. And, um, so she was two months old. We started having, um, her dad, I I do quotes because I can bring that up later about his relationship with her and, um. She, uh, he started, he had a daughter from a previous relationship and that ex ran a hardship on our relationship and, um, he started to get his daughter involved in our fights. And I was like, you do not get a kid involved in adult fights. You don't do it. You don't do it. And started trying to like bring up things that weren't even true and bring up things that were just like awful and, or things that like you know, sound awful, but it was brought up and was letting the kid know these things. And it's like, you don't, you don't do that. He's uh, his former, his other child. Yeah. And, you know, I think she was like seven at the time. Mm -hmm. And he sat her down, started saying things. And I was like, don't listen to him. I even called her mother. I was like, you need to come get her. Like, I don't want her in this environment. Like, this is not, you know, you need to come get her. And when he went to work, I grabbed as much shit as I could. (laughs) For me and Scarlett and packed my car and drove up back up to Santa Barbara and stayed at my parents' house and never went back. And he didn't know where your parents lived, did he? No, he didn't. Oh, he did? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you showed up, did you, you called mom and dad or what uh, have you? But, you know, okay. things had been getting really bad and my sister came out in November mm-hmm. to see Scarlett and um, my my sister saw one of our fights and was like, I do like I got yelled at for like six hours. It was like, and then my sister was like, "I don't support you in this. I want you to get out of this relationship. Like, it's breaking my heart. You need to get out." And uh, and that stuck. Like my sister 
saying that, you know, really gave me like the strength to be like, I need to reevaluate what's going on in my life right now. And, um, I, so then like, it took me about like a month after she said all that for me to be like, it's time to go. And do you remember what the day, what the day that it was? was right before Christmas. Yeah. So in that whole thing, do you need someone to cuddle with in the winter? No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, just watch Yule Log on TV.com or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's not saying that, but I kind of want people to kind of like witness this, that like this should be a time of like hope as and well. it is hard as hell. I'll tell you that. Leaving, whether you have a kid or not, and leaving a relationship that's just toxic is hard. I don't think I would have been able to do it without my parents. Because then all of a sudden, you know, there is that, like, weak part of you that's, like, you've been in this for so long that you're like, okay, maybe maybe if I go back, it will be better this time. Then maybe that was the last time. Maybe this next time will be better. And my parents were like, you're not fucking leaving our house. Yeah. Like, and if you do, like, we're not supporting you in this marriage, and... Like, my parents had been there for me through everything. We're kind of like, we're not going to be there for you. Yeah. And that hit hard. <laughs> so you left. Did he ever try to come into contact with you? Or how did that go after that? He tried to come up once. My dad kind of shut that one down at the door. And was like, you're not coming inside my house. She's not coming outside of this house. And he drove back down to L.A. And then, yeah, he's not... It, it was just kind of like, it was hard because there is that weak part of you that's like, oh, just go back, make it work. It's, you know, do it for your daughter, which at the end of the day, it's like, don't go back for your daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't raise kids that you have to fix them later because they were raised in a shitty environment. Because mm-hmm. I think so many people are so worried about having both parents there. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be fine. Like, my daughter now has a dad that loves oh, her for sure. so much. Adam is, he's a godsend. Because I was really worried about my daughter, like, not having a a good father role model in her life. And, like, now she has, she loves him. It's Adam, Daddy, Daddy. She didn't call him Adam, what am I saying? She called him Daddy, and that's her dad, and that's who's raising her. She's seen, like, her biological father maybe, like, six times in a year mm. for a couple hours. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's all, you're, like, you don't let him see him. And I'm like... You, I do let her or him see her. He's allowed to come up whenever supervised. he wants. I've gone. No, not even supervised. Like I'll be like, you can have her, but like, you're not getting her to spend the night if you haven't seen her in four months. Yeah. A baby changes so much in the in one month that like, I mean, that'd be kind of traumatizing. I think. I don't think I could even let someone of that substance. I'm gonna say substance because he's definitely a chemical like experiment. Uh, some of that substance even like be alone with my child at all because of the way yeah. that he spoke to you. It's I'll let like usually he has her and he always has his other daughter there, and or like for a while he had a girlfriend. But like I mean there was things such as like the new girlfriend is running paternity tests on my daughter. You know where I'm like whoa. Luckily she's not around anymore. But like obviously she's probably fed lies. So to her I'm probably the most evil person on the face of the planet. But. So I think you can only take what um, a person, a relationship that you're in with, like what they have to say about their ex. You can always just take it with a grain of salt because it's always usually like they're awful, they're a piece of shit. But like at the end of the day, it's their actions. Mm -hmm. There's people that I've seen that like their ex have been like, yeah, they're kind of a piece of work. And I'm like, 
I'll always take it with a grain of salt until I see your actions. And then if I'm like, okay, yeah, they're a piece of work and you're lucky you're not with them anymore. You know, like if their actions prove that. Then. And also I think how they speak about their mother. I think how a guy <laughs> speaks about his mother shows a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Or just, I mean, I want, to, I want to ask you, because we're on to Adam now. Let's like move into the light. Yes. <laughs> Let's all take a deep breath. Like it seriously feels like when just like thinking about him, it's like a weight comes off my shoulders. Like, oh. It does. Like, so like he's, he's the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> um, so Scarlet is like, she is your lotus. You know, mm-hmm. she is your firebird. She's your balance. Yeah, she's. She is your balance. But the thing is, because you're Scorpio. Oh, yeah. You're very, you're very stubborn. She is your balance. And I think that's exactly what our higher power was telling you you needed more of in your life. Allie, you need balance. You need balance. Adam's some balance, too. Mm-hmm. Even things like her and I, like, we're on a scooter ride today, and she, like, stopped and, like, picked up this leaf and was like, Mommy, look! And I was like, let's keep going. And then I was like, wait, wait. You gotta stop Let's... and like smell the flowers, you know, like, yeah. and she makes me definitely slow down a little bit. So you met Adam. You met him out of a complete whim. When did you? What time of year did you meet him? Do you remember the date? August. August. Um, so that was probably a, that's a new transition, a new turning point in your life. But you met Adam. He is. Let's just say he's the father of your child. Now he is mm-hmm. the upbringer of that. The other guy is. You're just a sperm donor. (laughs) But the thing is with that, where was I getting with this? Um, Oh, what I wanted to ask you, because people that have gone through relationships such as this, even if it was like a friendly, toxic relationship, didn't even have to be like a sexual encounter or what have you. But like, how did you, like the healing process amongst us, do you feel like Adam was part of the healing process or B... Because he's technically, like, the first guy you dated, like, after this relationship. Yeah. But B, I really want to ask about the word trust. How, oh, did you, yeah. how did you trust that his words were authentic? You know, my parents have been married for a trillion years. And inside their wedding rings, it says in trust. And mm-hmm. I was always like, my dad traveled all the time for work. And I'd always be like, how can you trust that, like, that's not, like, as a whole another family living on the East Coast, you know? Or, like, you always hear those, like, horror stories where people have, like, multiple families. <laughs> my mom's like, I trust him. And I was like, that's it. It's just trust. Like, yeah. and they're just like, we just trust each other. And I was like, whoa, okay. And I realized in my previous relationships, I didn't, I didn't, tr- I didn't trust Scarlett's dad. I didn't trust mm-hmm. a, a word that came out of his mouth. Because mm-hmm. it was down to everything I found out was a lie. Like, down to the fact of, have you ever been to an ultrasound before? No, never. I've never. That's going to be a new thing for us. Until photos surface of him at an ultrasound before. You know, it's just like stupid dumb and things. You, wait, you have a, another child? Yeah. You know? It was like done, as dumb as like stupid things. Like, have you ever been to on a vacation with that person? No, I haven't. And then, oh, here's some pictures. Yes, you have. Like, it was like everything I would just have to take with a grain of salt of what he said. And so I couldn't trust him. So obviously a relationship's not going to work if you can't trust the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with Adam, everything's so, you know, everything. I, and I kept trying to be like, this guy, there's got to be something wrong with him. I kept looking like, there's got to be something wrong. But what did your gut tell you? There's nothing wrong. And the other guy. He's it. He's it. And, and then. The other guy, your gut told you what? I can't even remember. 
but you probably this is good for now who knows (laughs) yeah so so there's nothing wrong with adam so but beyond that the word trust like a hundred percent like that is the hardest thing to do like how do you trust how do you trust those words are correct how do you trust that those flowers are are genuine flowers for me uh-huh. You know, how do you trust that? Like, when he because well, when I was living hug, in LA, it was always like a guy would say something, and I'd be like, Yeah, how many other girls are you sending that same exact text message to right now? Yeah, or is like, that a line? I mean, for the amount of times that I've gotten, <laughs> oh man, one of the relationships that I got the spoonful flowers or the flowers that happy birthday, here you go, here's this giant thing of flowers, then you find out, Oh, that was from like your, your business party. Like the leftover flowers. I got a gift once that was re-gifted from something that the girl he was cheating on me with gave him. Ugh. My birthday what present. was that, like a mug or something? It was a book. And it was a book that she had given him. And I know that because she had written a whole letter about it. It's publishing date and everything. And when I opened it, I was like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Insane. I mean, it was down to everything. It was just a web of lies. So the web of lives. Okay, so let's call you Charlotte. You're like not in this <laughs> like you're not in this web anymore. But the thing is beyond that is that like I really want to stress to people that there's so much beauty that can come out of the dark. And not to say that you have to go through so people are like, "Oh, you have to go through that in life or go through this or that." Like you don't. But the thing is the things that I want to point at point out at is that when we do go, go through moment, moments of uncomfortable, stagnant energy, that's stagnant energy, those are emotions that you had to release. Open up your heart chakra, open up your throat chakra. This is a time, and I know we've been working on this, to start using your voice, asking, yeah. inquiring, what have you. This is the time of your life to start asking questions. Use your voice, woman. Use your voice, you know? Because yeah. you, you've got heart behind it. We all know you do. Mm-hmm. Never think that you're here to hurt anyone, right? Yeah. Well, not. I mean, it's so crazy because it's like crazy how that stuff all carries over into new relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, Adam has a lot of hurt from his previous relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily, I'm in the point where, like, my past is my past. He doesn't interfere too much with our life. But, like, he's got the girl, the ex-wife that is... I mean, there's no other way to put it besides out of her mind. Like, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, to her, she probably thinks I'm crazy to be dating somebody that may have hurt her emotionally. You know, but it's just, it's just, it's just also crazy. So it's like that, bringing that, so I know he holds some things like, oh, well, she did this to me. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do, I have so many times I've had to be like, I'm not doing that to you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm not going to, like, that's not me. But just, he has to trust me that I'm going to actually not do all the shit that he dealt with for years. So one thing that I would, because there's, like, a lot of combative energy that's still probably going to be in your life for a while. Oh, yeah. Your homework assignment (laughs) is to basically kind of, like, retrain your reaction state. How do you react to someone that's acting immature? God, what a well, I used to, I used to get like a little bit more upset and be like, "Fuck her," you know. But now I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, I just laugh about it. I'm like, obviously, I don't you know, know that whole like as long whatever they're de- whatever her or him are dealing with is their own thing, and they're just projecting mm-hmm. onto you. And like now it's almost just like 
make comedy out of it. They start laughing like that somebody's, I mean, that's their life that they're going to live being angry. Exactly. That's like, like if they want to go through their whole life being angry, then like do it and it will just piss them off 10 times more that they're not getting to. Because energy is energy. Yeah. It's like that person cutting you off in the lane, right? Yeah. You're sure you can, ah, or they cut me off on the highway, blah, blah, blah. Or you can be like, okay, go on. Like, just go mm-hmm. on, you know? But you have to realize that, like, we are cellular beings, and the way that you react to thing, things, you know, or any emotions, that that works on your cells. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, like, angry people, the depression, what have you, like, creates cancers, what have you. We are cellular beings. That's all we are. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah. So, like... What's your story? You had a past pattern, what have you. What's your story from here on out? Mm-hmm. You're an author. You can write whatever story you want. Yep. It's a beautiful beginning, once upon a time, Allie. Yeah. Once upon a time. So let's move on to that, being an author. You have such beautiful stories to tell. Allie, beyond this, has transformed, like, her creativity into some children's books and she's about to um self-publish some of them can you kind of give us like a snippet of what you're working on okay well so before scarlet before Mm -hmm. everything i used to travel all the time Mm -hmm. like oh let's go to thailand next month okay like let's go to you know europe like i would all all these crazy fun adventures like the every month i was like going somewhere fun and when I had Scarlett, I was like, all I want to do is I want to show her the world. Like, that's going to be the best gift I could give my daughter is, like, street smarts, go to Italy, learn Italian, learn cooking Italian food, learn about the culture of Italy, learn about the artwork, learn about the architecture, you know, like, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is, like, what I want to do for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I went to Australia. I took her when she was five months old to go see my sister. And I was like, I want to find her a book about Australia. And all mm-hmm. I could find was, like... Good night, moon, Australia. I was like, this is stupid. You're like, we have this. And I kept searching, being like, I just want to find a book that actually teaches her something. Even though she's five months old, I get it. She's not going to read a book and pick up anything really from it. But I was, so when I came home after like searching, I couldn't find a book. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to write my own. And so I'm doing a children's series about a little girl named Scarlett. It's called Scarlett's Passport. And she goes and travels around the world with her mom to all these different destinations and the first one is Australia. So it's like she goes to Sydney. She sees the opera house. She learns about like koalas and the food that they eat there and that they drive on the wrong side of the road than what we're used to and how they're on the opposite side of the globe and like how the weather is, you know, it's like all the stuff about Australia that is more than just like the basic like, good night, Australia, <laughs> you know? So then every book is going to be a different country that she goes to. Okay. So. So you're going to tell us when that comes out, right? Yeah. And I'll announce it. But I kind of just came to like a realization. I just got the answer from something. So um, I'm a lifestyle designer. I do intuitive healings. And part of my intuitive healings, I unveil the secrets, kind of like the keys of people's authentic self, Mm -hmm. their truth of how they were born and how they were supposed to prosper on this life. So, why you getting tears in your eyes? I've got some magic stuff going on in there. I have some magical (laughs) stuff. So, you probably have figured this out, but you are a born traveler. You are born to see the world, what have you. Totally. Teach people of the world. You went through some darkness. 
you got something that's so beautiful and light to bring you back to your truth of travel. Without Scarlett, you wouldn't have ever come to the conclusion about your creative gifts yeah. and your authentic truth of writing these books. Mm-hmm. Ah. And there you have it. So let's book a flight somewhere and go somewhere. <laughs> um, I want. I think I'm gonna go to, back to Italy in September. Ugh. I really want to go to Japan as well. Let's. So we'll do a Japan series. I'm with right. you. I have a valid passport. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> so with that, I thank you for your time and your vulnerability. Like heart, oh, heart heavy over here. I have chills. I cannot wait to talk to you more behind the scenes about you know like. Just healing sisterhood, you know, like be a strong woman, you know, yeah. we are here to like raise each other up Definitely. a thousand percent. It's like if anybody's ever going through any of that stuff or is like, I can't leave because I don't have any money or like, oh, because I'm, you know, for my kids or like all that crazy stuff that you like convince yourself of why you need to be in a relationship that's absolutely toxic for you. Like hit me up. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk you out of it. I'll talk you out of staying in it. Yes. Perfect. Life's too short and... You can get through it. You Money comes and goes, mm -hmm. but you only have one life, and you really want to live it, like, miserable. I've met too many people that are like, oh, I'm just, I stuck it out for way too long because I thought that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, fuck what everybody thinks you're supposed to be doing. Write the story of your life. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you one last question. I yeah. always ask my little honesters here. Allie, what's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Whatever comes to your brain. Whatever. It doesn't have to be like healthy food or what have you. It could be a word. It could be guidance. What have you. What's your honest truth? And it could be something that's happened now. I actually have no idea. I need to think about that one. What's the first thing that came to your head when I said that? Light. Light. I don't know why the word light came. Hmm. You should think about that. Yeah. We talked about Scarlet. I know. And her being the light. And we'll close with that. <laughs> I'm like, no, now I'm like in my head thinking. Nope. I'm like, oh. We'll close with that. All right. Light. So, guys, it has been an honor. It has been a pleasure. I hope you got so much. I know this was a pretty deep and heavy conversation, but I really wanted to put this out here um, to you, especially during this time of the year. Because I know a lot of you are thinking, I have so many people even approaching me. Um, just relationship purposes, you know, and you have to know that deep down in your core, you're okay. And guess what? You have to realize deep down in your core for any circumstance, whether it's a beautiful circumstance or not so beautiful circumstance, you are absolutely 100% not alone. And the one thing I want you to take away from this is to use your voice Use your voice, whether that's in written form or verbal. Ask for help. We are here. We have solutions for you as well. Okay? So, with that being said, have an amazing holiday season. Episode 99! And um, if you enjoyed this episode, please shout it out to your friends and your family members because there's always someone that needs to hear our message. Until next time. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. I cannot thank Allie enough for being on our show. Um, 
I'm still a little stunned about what she went through and that I see her and she's smiling about. I know she still has work to do. We all have work to do. We all go through traumas. Um, You can never rate your trauma smaller than someone else's because we all have different energetic levels. And I just want to let you know, you're not alone. I want to say that again, you're not alone. If you ever need support, please reach out to us or seek professional help. The other thing I want to say is that, um, you know, life is real and it happens and we must not close our eyes on what makes us feel less than. You have no shame to feel, absolutely none at all. And one more thing, everything is a choice. I know you're strong. Everything is a choice. We stand here together with you. So, guys, as always, thanks for joining in. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit of life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free and you'll get your first discovery call free.